Hi guys, it's Francis. I'm currently on leave, so I've pulled together some of the best episodes from the archives that you might have missed. This episode was originally released in November 2018, and is one I still send people to listen to all the time. KiwiSaver is a fantastic investment, but it's a bit of a Goldilocks issue. You really want to put the right amount in to get the best benefit from it, which means not too much and not too little. So have a listen and enjoy. News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook. Welcome to the show. KiwiSaver is a wonderful scheme. You get free money from the government and your employer. It automates your retirement savings and it has plenty of options to let you do what's best for you and your money. It's safe to say I heartily approve of KiwiSaver. But just because it's a good scheme doesn't mean you're safe from messing it up. Many people will max out their KiwiSaver, happy in the knowledge that they're doing the best thing for their future. The issue is that putting 3% of your income into KiwiSaver has a very different result from putting 8% into it. You get totally different benefits and you arguably do better with 3% going in. Once that money is in, it's locked in until you retire. So you want to be sure you're making the right choice before padlocking your money away for decades. Newstalk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by David Boyle, currently at Mint Asset Management, but also formally from the Commission for Financial Capability, which is very helpful because for this episode, we need someone who knows KiwiSaver inside and out, but also knows private investing, which is you. So welcome. Hello, Francis. (laughs) Good to be here again. (laughs) So KiwiSaver. KiwiSaver is a wonderful scheme, and I am in it. I would recommend almost everyone to join it because you get free money. But there is also a stage at which it is super helpful and a stage where you're getting less back from it. So if you look at the part where you're putting in that 3 or 4% of your paycheck into KiwiSaver – you get a lot back at that point, right? Yeah, you do. Um, in most circumstances, and the most is kind of getting stretched out a little bit uh, on the basis that not all employers match employees' contributions, which mm. I think is uh, rather disappointing and something that uh, I've been going on a little bit about that needs to be thought through a bit more. Uh, you know, Employers, through the legislation, are required unless they agree with a mutual agreement with their employee that they may include as their total package. Mm. Um, we also know a lot of New Zealanders, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on their circumstances, choose to be on more of a contract uh, basis. So that means... Uh, they need to, need to negotiate an employer contribution in that key uh, in their salary as well, which many don't or take for granted. Perhaps they think it's already happening. So, but for most New Zealanders, if they're on salary or wages, if they put in three percent, the employer employer puts in three, and then of course you get that wonderful contribution by the government, that member tax credit, which thankfully is going to get changed, I believe, or hopefully very shortly. Mm. Um, so that for every every dollar you put in, the government will put in fifty cents up to a thousand and forty three every year. Yeah, like you said, if you put in twenty dollars a week, 
you get half of that back straight away. Now, you said you've heard that there might be changes coming on the tax credit. Do you know if that's going up, down? No, I look, the tax credit, I, I hope, will will still be there. Um, I, I think one of the one of the areas that uh, the review or the, uh, there is a tax review that's been just conducted by uh, Sir Michael Cullen, for example, mm-hmm. he's been leading a team of experts and and is looking to provide some insights around how New Zealanders could be taxed in the future. There, there are a number of ways to cut that cake, but there's only one size cake. So whatever, whatever you, you trim off a little bit here, you're going to have to add on somewhere else uh, if you want to maintain uh, the income or, or, or the government income from tax as, as uh, I, I guess we go forward. So look, who knows? I mean, they could. there's a review of KiwiSaver next year, which I think is is timely, particularly around the default providers. And, you know, New Zealanders need to probably, as their balance grow, take a little bit more interest, forgive the pun, uh, <laughs> on their on their KiwiSaver. Because we're talking about their their future income uh, when they decide to stop work. But if you're, so if you're looking at KiwiSaver and if you're at that 3% contribution rate or even 4 I mean, th- th- there's not that much difference at that stage. You are basically, with the government tax credit and the employer match, pretty much doubling your money, depending how much you're earning, before you even get any returns. Correct. Which is incredible, right? That, that, is, that is the thing that we tend to forget about talking and focusing on because, and this is just, you know, obviously for those that are employed, that are 18 years of age and over, but it really does add up. The difference is when you hit that 8%, right, you might think that you are saving away, you're doing a really good thing for your future. The returns that you get, those benefits that you get, are not as powerful as when you're hitting that 3 or 4%, right? Yeah, so you're not getting the, any greater contribution from the employer or, or the government. So it is capped at that. That doesn't mean to say it's not a bad place to put it. You've just got to remember your investment options are more limited and you are not generally able to access those funds until you reach age of eligibility or entitlement, which is a 65 on the space at this at this juncture. So so then you need to think about, well, you still want to save that extra 4%. So if you're, mm-hmm. say if you're getting, you know, or you know, that 4% because you're getting three from uh, them yourself and three from the employer gets you to close six and plus what the government gives you. I think people forget that KiwiSaver is locked away. Yes, for so long because you uh, you can't touch it unless you are taken out for a home deposit or you've turned 65. And or extreme hardship or death, yes. which is not good for you, but yes. <laughs> just one myth with the death thing as well is people think, oh, my goodness, I'm not, I'm not going to join or put my money into KiwiSaver because the government will get that money back. That's mm. not factually true. Um um, it's not good news that you've died, but for your uh, family uh, or those that you have uh, have in your will, they will get those assets. So, um, so have comfort with that. Although don't knock someone off for their KiwiSaver. No, not, recommend, <laughs> not recommended. I think a murder charge stops you being a beneficiary yes, of the will. probably. <laughs> you certainly won't be able to spend it in jail, will you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, depends on the jail. True. Um, the, the one thing I would say is um, when we talk about the government tax credit, which is, again, free money, people, if you are earning less than 35000 a year, 
then you will need to bump up your KiwiSaver contributions a little bit in order to hit that $20 a week to get the full government tax credit. That is just one thing I would say. But yeah, basically once you hit over that $20 a week and over that 3% employer contribution, that's it, man. That's the, the, the employer matches you up to 3%. That's it. You don't need to stick around and have your money trapped, basically. And if you hit a rough patch, you don't want to have to go through all the rigmarole of proving that you should be able to access your own money. But I do want to say I'm not saying just spend all your money because who cares? I am definitely advocating for saving. What is it they say you should save? 10% of your earnings yeah, for retirement? Yeah, so again, in the, in the old richest man in uh, Babylon, they, they work on 10% of your uh, saving, of your income. Pay yourself mm. first by 10%. Um, or more than 10%, just saying. Yeah, well, as, <laughs> as you, you get older and you haven't <laughs> saved, um, you need to bump it up a, a lot more. But, uh, you know, through your working life, 10% is pretty good. And it's, it's not easy, let's face it. The easiest part about not just KiwiSaver or other investments now is that in most cases you can get it taken either out of your salary through your payroll system uh, mm. and or out of your bank account as soon as your salary goes in there, it can go into another area. So it's out of sight, out of mind. And then you're left with the money to pay your bills and have a bit of fun with as well because you've got to enjoy the journey as well, don't you? Absolutely. Very important. Okay, so if you're thinking, uh, I want to do the right thing by my KiwiSaver and put 3 or 4% into there, and then I want to still be thinking of my future, but having access to this money and maybe putting it into things that I think are a good investment – what are some good ways for people to try out investing? You know, they might have only done KiwiSaver before. What are some good options for people? Yeah, look, there's a, there's a truckload of a, a different investment options in New Zealand, and you can do it directly or indirectly. And when I mean, when I say directly, that means you buy either the the property or an element of a property, um, or you buy direct shares, or you buy direct bonds or fixed interest, which is government stock and, and capital notes or corporate corporate notes. Um, they all have different ratings and those ratings will determine the the risk that you're taking, but also there'll be a, probably a better return on that as well. Mm. We, uh, as a funds management business, we, we genuinely, um, unless specifically specified not to, but we always invest in worthy worthy stock or, or, or well credit rated stock that allows a, a certain rating and on that basis it's around triple triple B is what you're looking at from an investment grade uh, level and above um, banks are sitting around a double A double A plus or double A minus um, so you can see where the where the risk level is going. Of course, government stock, you can't get any more probably safer than that, depending on what country. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, the, again, they're the direct kind of fixed interest elements. Of course, you can buy shares directly. The trouble that you have is is being able to invest in an, a number of shares that will give you some diversification. Mm. So you're not putting all your money in one share. And there's some options available both through through managed funds, unit trusts, those that are more are exchange traded funds, which is getting a little bit jargon orientated, but essentially they are indexes like the NZX fifty listed that you can buy 
into and and have that spread without having to buy all those shares, which I think really helps to get people started. Or you can invest with a fund manager that will invest and use their skill to give you another little bit of a premium on that as well. And diversifying both in New Zealand, Australia, internationally, different industries, you can broaden that umbrella out incredibly to a level that you could go to extremes of just investing in currency, which would be a way up in the Richter scale of risk, and um, I'm not advocating that at all. Yes. <laughs> um, or you can invest into uh, the MSCI, which is essentially the world stock market, and um, and have that diversified as well. So the other, the other thing to be thinking about is, well, if you don't want to invest in a particular what we would call asset class or investment like shares, property and fixed interests and cash, you can invest in funds that are similar to your KiwiSaver funds. They're called either diversified funds where you can put $50 or $100 a month and it will go into all those assets that we talked about, about both nationally and internationally. Um, and the But fund, it's not locked away. But it's not locked yeah. away. And I think, I think that that is important because – there could be times in the future that you may need that money and, and it is there for your future. But if your future is going to be impacted by an outcome that you have today because mm. you couldn't get that money and access it, well, then that's not a very good outcome either. And the example I would use would be if you know you, you needed to fix your car and you didn't have the cash, but you did have some money saved away, you could use that instead of taking some higher cost debt or putting on yeah. the credit card. So, you know. Something not, that really stings you with fees and interest. That's right. Yeah. And and look, again, the government's working very hard to improve that, what I call third-tier lending, the payday lenders, the, the toxic areas of, of lending, which is really crippling a lot of New Zealanders that generally can't afford it in the first place, paying up to 600% on, on some small amounts that they need to borrow to get through. Hideous. It, it is. So, so that's why that emergency savings account's a good start mm. to play, a good place to start. And then talk about, well, what else can you do? even just a little bit over a long time outside KiwiSaver. Yeah. But like a sidecar savings, it's something I'm, I'm thinking about. It's like it might even mirror uh, the, the types of investment you have in KiwiSaver, but you're able to go along different, the same roads, but one, you can turn off when you need to to get that money mm. and then get back onto it, where with your long-term savings, KiwiSaver, just keep that one trucking along as much as you can. Absolutely. And when you mentioned the different um, shares options there before, I often think, you know, there are, uh, people get quite nervous around shares, but there are lots of options to try it out with the training wheels on. You know, yes. there, are, there are people like yourselves who will guide people through the process. And there are things like the index funds, which, you know, the diversification you mentioned, they get you some diversification. And um, it also strikes me that if someone is wanting to put their money to work, Outside of KiwiSaver, if you are lucky enough to be a homeowner, I mean, if you're not a homeowner, then maybe do keep dumping it into KiwiSaver because then you can pull it out for a deposit. Yes. But if you are lucky enough to be a homeowner, maybe pay down your mortgage extra instead because you can almost there – are, there are some arguments around that paying off debt is almost like making an investment because you can consider – the interest rates that you didn't pay on the debt 
as being similar to an investment return. Yeah, you, look, you're absolutely right. I mean, mortgages are just an incredible um, thing to focus on, particularly if you want to improve your overall, you know, long-term wealth and health, I guess. Because mortgages are the opposite of what we're talking about investment. The power of time and compound works incredibly negatively for you as an as a mortgagee, a mortgage holder. So if you take it over twenty five years, and in a table mortgage, a lot of you know some people still don't understand this. That for the first you know fifteen years or so, you're primarily paying all your interest off or a good part of it. And only a small about a small amount of your principal. Yes. Um, the, the, the really, you know, the most important thing is if you can get your term down a lot quicker, and it will mean paying a bit extra fortnightly or monthly. That will have an, a, an amazing impact on the amount of interest that you pay. Mm-hmm. And when you're getting it down to five years or so, you're primarily actually only, uh, or you know, as a percentage, paying most of your own principal off and very little interest is left. So it's well worth digging into perhaps working out that impact before you start thinking about what we're talking about, putting some money in other investments, because Mm -hmm. that interest that you're paying can be very crippling, even with low interest rates that we have today. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say, and I hate to say it, but there will be times um, that interest rates will come back up again. And when they do, that power of compound impact increases and it will put you back even further. So mm. this is the time to to kind of prepare. If it's, it's like <laughs> Lay the groundwork. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, it, if it's sunny, fix, fix the roof now yes. before the rain starts coming through and then you, you won't have such a big problem to deal with. Mm. And what you were mentioning before about diversification, which is basically just don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's a very good rule to live by, particularly with money. Yes. Um, and you can even... I mean, from my point of view, and just again, a reminder that this is my situation and my situation will not apply to everyone else, but I even diversify the ways I choose to invest. So I have invested in shares and I have a good spread across countries and industries, but I also pay a little extra on my mortgage. And that is further diversification. You know, if the share market crashes, well, you know, I'm I'm in my safe little house and there is not as much mortgage on it as there would have been and it feels much more safe and secure. Yeah, because, you know, everyone's life circumstances tend to change. Yes. Uh, and I don't, I, don't know, I don't mean to be flippant about that. In fact, a lot of life changes can have a, a material impact on you financially, mm-hmm. which then cascades into your overall well-being. If you're stressing about money, it, it is, it's just proven that it has a, a, a massive impact on your overall health and well-being. And mm-hmm. if you can help mitigate or take away some of those Areas, I think that's really important. And amongst all of this, I would like to say as well, the one of the wonderful things about KiwiSaver that we have, I, we might have briefly touched on it, but we haven't talked about really, is it's automated. You know, it comes out of your pay. You don't even see it. Goes straight in, starts doing its thing. And the risk about telling people there are better options is that they'll say, great, I'll just get onto that when I have a moment. 
And if you do it when you have a moment, you'll never do it. Right. <laughs> and again, to put myself as an example, if I if I cancel my auto payments, nothing happens. But I have an auto payment that puts a little extra on the the floating part of the mortgage that lets us put extra into it. And I have a little extra that goes in straight into my shares account. And then I can have a little play and decide which shares I want yep. to buy this month. And when I... Um, I changed when I was getting paid recently. And so I had to change my auto payments. And there was a couple of weeks where I hadn't properly changed everything over. And guess what, guys? I didn't buy any shares. I just bought more coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to automate. (laughs) Yeah. Automation, and this is going back to paying yourself first, Mm. is before you get that money hitting your bank account, uh, or if you can, at the same time, mm-hmm. make sure it goes out. So then it's out of sight, out of mind. Yes. And 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 KiwiSaver is a wonderful uh, process for that because it actually comes out of your pay before even you it hits your bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't see it, but yeah, regu- you know, or, regularly automating it is an absolute key to success and uh, around savings. And it, you know, for short, medium, and long term, just. Just don't, don't get involved with it. Just let it happen, and it's a beautiful thing. Yes, exactly. Hey, thank you so much. That's David Boyle from Mint Asset Management. Now, you may have a question about this podcast or anything else to do with money. I do find that people tend to have questions about KiwiSaver, so do get in touch. I might turn it into an episode in the future. You can find me on Facebook at Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter at Francis Cook, and Instagram at Francis Cook NZ. Don't forget to subscribe to Cooking the Books on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. And until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB. From the host of Cooking the Books podcast, Tales from a Financial Hot Mess by Francis Cook, the realist guide to money and how to have more of it. In the book, Frances goes through how she changed her financial mindset from wasteful spending and living payday to payday to managing savings and the journey into investing. Combining the knowledge from her experience and over 150 podcast episodes, Frances Cook's new book makes money work for you and shows you how saving is fun. Tales from a Financial Hot Mess, the realist guide to money and how to have more of it by Frances Cook. Find it in all good book retailers.